Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Players NIL podcast. My guest today is Heather Lowy from Indianapolis, Indiana. And I want to first of all say thank you, Heather, and welcome. Oh, well, thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Great. So Heather has an interesting career, and uh, we'll get into that in the middle of the podcast. But Heather, I ask two questions of my guests every time. You know, uh, there's two words, sports and athletics. To me, sports is the fandom, you know, mm-hmm. going to a game, following someone that you idolize, reading in Sports Illustrated or some newspaper article about an athlete, you know, and athletics is participation. So those that have used athletics or been involved in athletics from an athlete standpoint. So I'll ask you the first question is tell me about your earliest memories of being exposed to sports. Was it a game? Was it someone took you somewhere? Someone buy you a soccer ball or a basketball? How did it work? Yeah. Um, well, I'm from Indiana. Uh, so a basketball, I think I was born with a basketball in my hand. Now that's not to say that I was super successful at it. <laughs> I did play through, through high school and stuff. Um, not a collegiate athlete, just a uh, weekend warrior, if you will, lots of intramurals and things. But um, growing up in Indiana, my exposure to basketball was very, very early on. My family um, eat, eat and breathe the sport of basketball. Um, and so it was a lot of fun. Um, I would say the athlete part of it. I like what you said about athlete versus sport. And, uh, and so I would say the athletic part of it was my childhood of participating and growing up around athletics. And then the sport part of it became my college and beyond experience with it um, and being involved in athletics that way. Great. Yeah. Good answers. And uh, I love it. So you know, part of our mission here at the Players NIL is to create opportunities. Uh, and, and we believe that athletics is a way to create those opportunities. We understand that there's music and art and different cultural things that can give people the two things that I think are most important, uh, and that is self-confidence and opportunities. And so I'm guessing that while you didn't play sports in college, your experience as an athlete gave you some self-confidence. So tell us about, you know, you're, you're going to Purdue University a tremendous sports school, great basketball mm-hmm. football traditions. Tell me about some of the things that you participated in or witnessed in terms of athletics at college. Well, the first thing that comes to mind, so the women's team, um, the women's basketball team actually won the national championship when I was at Purdue. Um, and Stephanie White, I had was the, was the leader of that team. And I had played against her in high school. That's probably an unfair statement. Um, I, I witnessed her greatness <laughs> when I was in high school um, as well, and just happened to be on the same court as her, but, uh, but no, so that was a really, really cool experience to be a part of that. Um, I also attended Purdue at the same time as Drew Brees. And so Purdue football was, was incredible at that time too. So I really had this like, incredible experience at a university level of just being around it and the excitement that comes with with sport and I think to answer your your confidence question um you know going back to being around a group of people so that my teammates in high school who I grew up with I grew up in a very very small town um so my friends from kindergarten were my friends all the way through my senior year in high school and beyond and having that small network of people and the confidence that gets built by just being the support that they provide um, is huge and and is something that I think 
I have taken on with me every single step of my career. So when I went to college, I found myself plucked into another amazing network of, of women that I, I joined a house in college and immediate friends and, and that support network. I found the same thing when I moved to Indianapolis and in my career. So finding those people that surround you and, and show you that you can do anything that you want to um, was hugely confidence building for me. Yeah. Awesome. So you, you go through, you know, this process, you, you witness all these great athletes, you're at a great institution academically, you decide to go into the world of sports professionally in terms of employment. And uh, you have a great career, a great journey. And uh, give us a quick little synopsis of uh, how you used your fandom and your interest in sports to uh, build an amazing professional career. Sure. So this is kind of a funny story. I really thought that I, I was a DJ in college. Some people don't know that. Um, a country DJ at that. Um, and so I really thought I was going to go into the into radio. And I did an internship at a radio station. And I decided I did not want to go into radio. <laughs> so then it was that whole, what am I going to do with my life? Um, and as I really reflected on that, I realized that this constant throughout my life that I that brought me a lot of joy and, and, and pushed me also to be a better person was related back into sports. And so I decided in that moment that I was going to apply, I was going to work in sports on the business side of things. And I applied for internships. Um, so my, my, my funny story that I share a lot about this was I applied to every single NBA, NFL, and MLB team out there, um, to be an intern. And this was, the days of dial-up. So this was not a fast process <laughs> with online submission. Um, and I got one call back out of all of that. And it was from the Boston, Boston Celtics telling me that the internship was not paid and I'd have to fly myself out there if I really was serious about this. And so I did. And I would love to tell you, Mark, that I had this amazing interview and they absolutely wanted me to come work for them. The fact of the matter is, I think I probably guilted them because I flew myself out there, um, but they hired me. So it worked. It worked. Uh, it, worked. it worked. Yes, it did. And and that experience really was like the springboard into what has turned into an amazing journey. Um, so I interned with them for the summer and then I came back and interned with the Pacers for a semester and then found myself uh, through networking, meeting some people at Reebok, and they had just signed an exclusive apparel and headwear deal with the NBA. And so they were looking for bodies, frankly, to service the contract. Um, and so I found myself in this, in this role. I didn't even know what an inseam was, which was sort of interesting to the equipment managers. Like, why does this woman who doesn't know what an inseam is telling me what to order for uniforms? But I learned, right? Learned quick and on the job. Um, Adidas bought Reebok, as you know, a couple years into that deal and, and the basketball brand flipped over to the Adidas side of things. So the NBA deal went over to Adidas, as did I. Um, and I spent 17 years between the Reebok and Adidas time um, working on that NBA deal, eventually also working on the NHL, uh, MLS, and then UFC and CrossFit as well. And then some of our NCAA partnerships. Yeah. You know, for those of us that love sports and, and been fortunate enough to you know, work in the world of sports, you know, your story is amazing. So tell me one story of a success or a failure while you were professional at uh, Adidas that sticks with you today. You know, is there one moment or one experience or, you know, something that you say, 
wow, that thing has really changed me in terms of how I think. Is there any one item like that? I can think of one thing, a, a, a few things for sure, but I'll narrow it to one. Um, so I, I don't remember exactly what year it was in the partnership, but we changed all the uniforms and we were going with a new manufacturer and like just an entirely different process. And, uh, and I, I feel like I can tell this now because it's enough years removed that if it makes it into the media, it's no big deal. <laughs> but um, the uniforms came in and 10 of the 31 NBA teams came in and their road uniforms, the colors did not match from front to back. And as you can imagine, like this was a huge breakdown and on a lot of different levels, a lot of, lot of things, right? Lots of finger pointing, lots of things going on. But at the end of the day, I was like, we're going to have to, we have to call each of these teams. We have to explain what's going on. You know, our, our league partnership was amazing. And so, you know, called our contact there, Christopher. And I was like, here's what's going on. We're trying to figure it out. Like we're, we're in triage right now, which is probably a little dramatic. There's larger problems in the world, but, um, and so we just, we started making phone calls and talked to all 10 of those teams, equipment managers, some of them, you know, their, their head trainer was involved and stuff, explain the situation, explain what we were doing to solve the problem and all of this. And I will tell you, Mark, like every single one of those conversations went great. And, and I tell this story because it was really telling to me that relationships over everything and what we had spent a lot of time doing was building these relationships and, and working really hard. And, and so they knew that if we were coming to them with a problem, like we had exhausted all efforts and we were going to fix it and we were going to need their help. We had to switch around, you know, some colors of uniforms for the preseason games that we were going to miss, but we were going to do everything in our power to make it right. And it resonated with them, you know, and, and so people, there wasn't yelling and screaming. Yes, there was absolute frustration, but it was, what can we do together? How can we link arms? And I think for me, it was just this learn. I knew relationship building was important, but it really went to show like how important that is. And that it, the, the teamwork element is way more important than kicking and screaming your way through it. Wow. Great story. Great sound bites there. So you know, you're, you're a female in a probably a mostly male-dominated industry. You've, you, you fight through these things. You get through this. You decide to make a career change and a, a total pivot. And uh, <laughs> tell us what you're working on now. Tell us about your business and tell us, you know, what the mentoring is like for young females and young females and, and males that are interested in athletics and using athletics to better themselves. So give us some, uh, some idea what you're working on today. Absolutely. So I would say I, I love my career. I love my job. And so for me to, to make this leap was a little like surprising for people, surprising for myself. Right. But I realized one day I was just kind of like, I was running through the motions and I knew I wanted to do something different, but I didn't know what. So I actually started working with a coach and, um, and she recommended that I take some time um, I had the opportunity to take a couple months where I didn't actually do anything. So I left Adidas at the end of 2018 um, in what I like to call the leap out of an airplane without a parachute, because <laughs> I really didn't know what I was doing, you know, and for all the things that you hear, it's like, 
have a, have a hold of the next branch before you let go of the previous one. But I didn't do it that way. And it actually served me really well because I would have jumped back into doing more of the same. And I was ready for a change, ready for something different. So what I started doing, um, I started coaching myself. Uh, my coach was very intuitive and, you know, based on how I filled out some paperwork, she said, Heather, based on how you filled things out, what you loved about your job was the mentorship of your team and really seeing them be successful, you know, move into their best version of themselves. And she said, that's what coaching is. And so this, this really resonated with me. In fact, I I went back to school, which I also had vowed I would never do (laughs) once I got that Purdue degree. Uh, But I went back and got my coaching licenses Um, because I, and there are coaches out there that don't have licensing and they are absolutely wonderful. Um, For me though, it was about having, tools and, and in my own building, my own confidence that this is something that I could do. So now I work with people in a variety of ways. Um, I, as if you probably can tell, I, I like a lot of different things um, and it's no different in my business. So I work with some entrepreneurs who really want that accountability and that thought partnership. Entrepreneurship can be very, very lonely as I found myself, right? You got to make sure you're networking and building relationships with a lot of people to have those sounding boards. So I act as that sounding board for, for entrepreneurs. I'm not a business coach. I will be very clear to say that if they're looking for business consulting, that's, that's not my, my jam, but more just thought partnership and accountability. Um, I also work with um, leaders, a lot of women leaders who are feeling lost in their purpose, very much where I was in, in 2018 timeframe of knowing I wanted to do something different, but not really sure what that was. So kind of supporting them and figuring out that, that what's next question. And not that the what's next question is always a career shift. You know, it can be something as, as kind of world jostling as, as completely shifting careers, but it can also be figuring out that you're missing that service side of things and, and volunteerism. Um, and then I, I work with up and coming people that are starting into their career. How do they position themselves? What kinds of mentorship and relationship building should they be doing? Cause that's been such a key part of my journey. So kind of supporting them and figuring out how to make that happen and make that a priority. That's just awesome. And uh, what is the website? Where can we find you? Yeah, it's heatherlowey.com. So Heather and then L-O-W-E-Y.com. There's a, you know, there's a coaching off of that. I have a blog that I write and all that stuff has links within that, but that's the easiest way to, to find me on the website. Well, it's an amazing journey. You know, you used your interest in sports and, you know, not everyone has to be a star athlete to use sports and athletics to advance their life enhance their lives and the people around them. Um, Now you have children that are involved in sports. All this this wisdom, all this knowledge about life, all these coaching mentorship. Is it easier to coach your kids or to coach a client? Oh, a client for sure. (laughs) Actually, I have a funny story with that. So my, my now 13 year old as of last week, which is mind blowing, um, heard me or they hear me, you know, on my calls. And I was talking to him one night and trying to just get some information out of him and have him think about something differently. And he looked at me very seriously and pointed at me and said, do not 
coach me, <laughs> which I thought was funny that he recognized, like he totally caught me in my own game. But... Wise, wise beyond his years. Right? <laughs> uh-huh. I won't tell him that, but yes. All right, so here's, here's the last part. And it relates to NIL because we're about leadership and mentorship and we are about community service and philanthropy and giving back to an industry and a business and a career that's been so, you know, beneficial to us. So, you know, Young Heather goes to Purdue in 2022 as a freshman. Give us a couple sound bites of what advice you would give her. Don't change a thing. I think the pieces of this journey that have brought me to now, I, I wouldn't be where I am right now if I hadn't gone through. Like, yes, there were missteps. There were moments where I wondered if staying for 17 years with a company was that was that too long? You know, you can look back on life and consider all of these what ifs. But I think one thing that I've learned through coaching is they all were there for a reason. I walk down this hallway now of a a whole hallway of doors that I didn't know were there because I was sitting with my back against that door before. But I need to I needed to experience all of those things to to appreciate the next round of things. So I think, you know, if I can give one piece of advice, it's it's really about like networking and build those relationships so that you you kind of look at life through a prism and you're not looking at it um, you know with your blinders on but don't look back and and at life in in regret or if I'd made this decision life would be different so what you may not like that life any more than you like the one that you have right now so appreciate that and and just hang on for the journey because it's pretty awesome wow really cool I can't wait for my audience to hear this. So uh, I want to say thank you. It's heatherlowy.com. She's a wonderful person. We were colleagues for several years in the basketball world. That's where we met many years ago. Yeah. And I appreciate you coming on the Players NIL podcast, and we wish you nothing but success. Awesome. Best wishes to everyone. Super excited.